0: Hello and welcome to the FEZ show. It is Monday the 27th of April, 2020, a start of a new week. And we have some great topics to discuss today. Today will be an esport review of the first round of the stay at home challenge in Hong Kong. Also, if you've been enjoying the content, you can hit that like button. And remember, hit that subscribe button as well. It helps us out massively. Joining me on today's show, as always, is Jack Pickering and Edward Hunter. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning, Jack. Morning. How was your weekends?
1: Well, yeah, I did it I up to March, but yeah, it was a good weekend.
2: Well, I had a good time watching all the uh, Formula E esports action from Hong Kong. including the sim racers race and, of course, the Formula E drivers race.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of esports, actually. And there's a lot of esports to actually compare Formula E to, mainly IndyCar. I was quite impressed with, with IndyCar's um, spectacle today. And the first thing really I want to talk about is the coverage, because Obviously, the coverage of the IndyCar event, well, obviously, the big name for IndyCar, they had Lando Norris. There was a lot of hype about that event. And, I, you know, I was watching that event and I was comparing it. Obviously, they're on two different platforms. Okay, one was on iRacing and obviously formerly is on r 2. But then at the same time, I also watched the race, which obviously had this Legends trophy, which happened directly after, which include Dario Franchitti uh, and Jack Nichols. Obviously, Jack Nichols contained Franchitti driving, which I thought, man, that was a quick turnaround uh, for both of them. But at the same time, what I found interesting is obviously in, in, in our race, Van Dorn obviously was on pole position, got off to a great start, but then crashed at the at the, chica- at the turn three chicane. But we had no idea that he'd crashed. I did because I, I, I had Van Dorn's stream on. But if you were not watching the stream, Jack, you had no idea what happened to Van Dorn. And they didn't explain what happened to Van Dorn 20 minutes after the race. But whereas if you watch the race, which is also ran on R-Factor 2, they were using instant replays within that race. And it was only a six-lap race. so You know, they didn't have much time to do that. So I think really and truly the coverage that Formula E have done on there so far on this challenge has to improve dramatically going into next week.
1: Yeah, definitely. I wasn't watching Stoff's stream. So, yeah, I didn't see the accident when it happened. And And I'll be honest, I only found out what happened basically when I watch the highlights that we have up on our YouTube channel. Um, and I watched those highlights this morning. So that's how I found out how stuff went down the order. Um, but yeah, I do think they do need to, they do need to step it up in some places. It's not just, the, it's not just the whole replay settings, but, um, but also, uh, but also the, uh, the graphics as well. I'm very happy that they've got the formula, the proper official formula E graphics, but at the top, it just says 15 laps for the duration of the race. It doesn't say what lap we're on. It doesn't say, um, and yeah, it doesn't say anything like that. And also, you uh, you have to look really closely to try and work out who's been uh, who's been eliminated and who's next to go out. And uh, there are many things that I do have problems with, but um, but especially if something if something big happens out on track and you miss it on the broadcast you you do need to show a replay because otherwise, yeah, as as Nichols and Frank Eattie said, um, yeah, stuff's down to six, but we have no idea what's happened there. And so, yeah, there is something that needs to be done.
0: It just didn't look great, Ed, to be honest with you. You're trying to, like, as again, I'm referencing IndyCar, and obviously IndyCar using iRacing, The graphics were crystal clear, you know, you had lap count, you could see what drivers were in the top three, you know, the graphics for the Formula E, yes, it's the official, you know, they look very similar, but they were so small, I couldn't see them, you know, I had to really like squint, get really close to the screen just to sort of see it. It's not the same size or, you know, the same depth that we have when we're normally watching a Formula E race you know there was no laps that which as Jack alluded to so you didn't know what lap they were on you were referencing you're hoping the commentator knew what lap they were on and all of a sudden it's the final lap but you didn't know it was coming up to the final lap so I there's I think a lot still to improve
2: yeah I think it's always a bad sign when uh the graphics uh don't really help that much and it's still re- it's requiring like the viewer to do all the work that they should be there to help the viewer not to just sit there and uh, do nothing uh, and be unclear. But uh, also in terms of really talking about replays, uh, I remember when I commentated on uh, the Road to Vegas, the previous Formula competition a few years ago, uh, they did have replays and even they had replays. So it, I think it's just down to having uh, experience with the actual R factor game and motorsport games who I believe are running these Formula events at the moment perhaps uh, I do, I haven't had the, quite the same experience. Well, definitely not the Formula E at least. I, I, you'd have to question the some of the direction going on there, especially because even during the Formula E race, there was the Oliver Roland, uh, Oliver Turvey battle that we saw, we saw one overtake and they were swapping places like a couple of times uh, throughout the race, but we only saw like one part of that. And that was a little bit disappointing, I felt.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and what Jack alluded to earlier was fans obviously like, if you're going to reveal how Van Dorn crashed 20 minutes, people have watched the race, they're not going to listen to, you know, Nicky and and all the interviews. It's unlikely... So they're gonna switch off and they're gonna get ready, for, get get ready for the new thing. And to be fair, it's no, it's no. Just to make it clear, it's no dig at Nikki Shields or Dario Franchitti or or anyone at Formula E really. It's just things that we've spotted. And you you're always gonna compare it to other. There's so many eSport events at the moment out there. And when you're seeing stuff on the same platform like the race, doing replays, doing instant replays, super slow-mos, which they were able to do in the Legends race that I watched. So you've got to look at that and go you know what we need to we need to up our coverage and i think formulary e this week really need to go to you know the people like the race jack who 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 are doing these every week every saturday on the same platform and say hey how do you do it we need to make our coverage better we missed a massive moment and we looked really silly during r1 how can we get these replays in much sooner
1: well yeah that's one thing that they need to do what well, best thing to do if if something's happened and you don't know how to fix it ask around either that or google the question brother says but um it will, it would will be good for the uh, for the production team at formula e to go to the race be like how are you doing all this stuff and so yeah it would work, uh, it uh, it would work quite well because but the thing is at the same po- at the same time um, I've been watching the F1 virtual Grand Prix series, which they do on the Formula One game, and I don't think I've seen a replay setting in there the last um, the last few weeks. So it's okay. Formula E isn't the only one, because I watched um I watched the Chinese virtual Grand Prix and and Alexander Albon jumped Charles Leclerc in the pit stops, and they completely missed that. It's okay in terms of the fact that. It's something that we can learn from. We can move forward, and then fingers crossed. Over the coming races, we will get this. Uh, we uh, we we will get all these niggling problems sorted.
0: Yeah, you have to remember, Ed. It's only race one. We've got another like seven races now to do. So there's still obviously the test race was just to make sure everything worked, and then they've made some adjustments, which we thought were really good, and we were really happy with the adjustments that they've made. So. Now you're thinking, OK, I think someone just needs to watch it again and go, ah, maybe that's a bit too small. You know, so people do it all the time. You know, they just re- review their content and go, that oh, maybe that didn't work. Maybe that needs to be bigger. You know, compare yourself to other to other stuff. Because you mentioned the Oliver Rowland and Turvey battle. You know, Formula E over the last two days have been probably promoting that as the best battle, you know, during the race. And they hardly showed it so if there was a really great battle that you like this was a really good battle lads but at the same time you didn't show that battle during the race that's a bit like well we how, how do we know if it was a great battle we didn't see it
2: yeah and i think a lot of this really stems from the fact that Formula E have just pretty much ignored esports ever since vegas so it's been three years of not doing it and then they got back into it and it's so they're all a bit rusty or they've got new people in who don't have the experience so i think like you say support is round one so they they will probably learn a bit and improve it as it go, the coverage as it goes on, but it's worth pointing out these issues nonetheless. I think.
0: Yeah, because as I said, I think there was a Blanche Bond GT race uh, yesterday um, at Silverstone, and you know that had the the official graphics. It was all greatly sized, and obviously that was their first race. So there's just the problem is for Formula There's so much to compare it to. There's so many different esports out there to compare it to. And if yours isn't up to the standard of everyone else's, you're going to say, hey, look, I can watch this one and I, I know what's going on. But if I don't know what's going on here, then, you know, it's a bit of a turn off. So hopefully they do sort that out for for next week. But. One thing that they did change and we were very happy with was the damage mode. Now we weren't I wasn't you know I'll stand by that I thought 100 percent would be a bit silly. They didn't go to a full hundred percent, they went to eighty percent, which I think you have to say was fairly successful. You know, there was damage, there was consequences um to to crashes, obviously Van Dorn. You didn't see like a, a wing fly off i don't think that's sort of modded or a wheel fall off but they just had immense steering damage i remember watching van dorn after he crashed you know he did extremely well because you know he he was racing pretty much like that on a straight line and he was able to really hustle that car and challenge robin frines in fourth yeah for fourth place
2: yeah i agree completely about the damage model uh being upping upping the stakes a bit and creating issues for the drivers obviously for some of the drivers lower down he got caught in like the melee at the first corner for example like i think I remember reading neil yanni's comments on this that he basically the costa spun in front of him in qualifying and then he ended up sort of getting bumped into at turn one and end up having through the rest of the race with the scene. so he felt he had better patience couldn't pass anyone which is the typical bad luck neil yanni story unfortunately for him but um but yeah, it, 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 made, it made things a bit more interesting. We never saw wings or wheels fall off, I thought, which is probably good because it meant everyone was still going. We did see in, I think, the SimRacer's race, a Mercedes flip at the start, which I think was Archie Hamilton, if I remember correctly. So uh, that, that was a little, uh, I think that was more of an of physics thing. But um, apart from that, yeah, I think I think it was better. I think if, if Van Dorn had made that mistake in real life at the chicane, he would have been out of the race, no question. So it was good at least to be able to see him continue.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I think the damage, it was good. Like, there was, the, as I said, the punishments were there for, for silly collisions. And there was a lot of drivers that had it. And we had a few retirements from it, like James Collado um, pretty much retired with damage. And which then, Jack, sort of, the elimination process. I think there was about three laps without any elimination. Um, Some, we didn't have Lucas Degrassi start the race. So he he disconnected. Um, then we had John Rick Verne apparently disconnect and he was in the top four. We had Collado retiring from damage and I think one or two others retired from damage as well. So for about three, four laps, there wasn't actually any need for the elimination process, which was part of the problem by upping the damage, which we said, if you up that, there is a chance you're not actually going to use this elimination thing and we won't reference it.
1: Yeah that was yeah that was something that confused me halfway through the race when there were three or four laps um where Antonio Felix Costa was still at the back of the field and wasn't getting eliminated but yeah that's because of um Jeff disconnecting and and a few other things along the way or obviously if, if if there is the chance to crash there is a bigger chance that you won't need the elimination format this is the one this is one of the things that we kind of discussed um last week in that there should probably be a few more laps before the elimination um starts and um and if they extend the race to make it a 20 a 20 25 minute race instead of just 15 laps if they run at 250 then they'll then they might have some um energy saving to uh to do and then on uh, and then on top of that we will we will have a bit longer to um to go to the to the elimination format which means that if there are instances in the first couple of laps it means that the elimination format will start a little bit later and it means there's less chance of this like three lap gap between people being eliminated happening
0: and i think it's the co- i think this goes straight for me it goes back to the coverage because you you need to be aware, like James Collado's crashed from retired, tell us why, like what did he do, how did he crash out, Um, just give us something to say, oh look, he's crashed out, therefore, we're, and the commentators, you know, I feel for them, because they're just commentating on what they can see, right, and sometimes what they can see is actually not that interesting, and there might have been something interesting going on, or they've missed something that was interesting, so I can't you know, fault Jack Nichols and Dario Franchitti at all, and it's not dig at them whatsoever. It's just stuff to improve. But for me, it goes back to the coverage because they don't know who's being eliminated. You know, they need to be told by the person who. You know, if you're watching the streams, for example, the person was telling them, okay, Antonio Felix da Costa has been eliminated. Um, you know, we're not going to have any elimination this lap because this has happened. That's how I found out James Collado had crashed. That's how I found out that these drivers were being eliminated through Van Dorn's thing because he was getting the team speak of the actual director of the Formulary e, uh, for the Race at Home Challenge telling them what's going on. So that was great for me because then I could feed that out to everybody else. But if you're not watching Van Dorn, if you're not watching Twitter, then... You, you don't know you're just sitting there thinking what's happened to him what's happened to him where did he go and then all of a sudden you've spotted that the the because the commentators haven't spotted that five laps later they sort of oh where's Jev? oh collado's gone oh that's why he's gone apparently and you're just like oh okay and you're like you just you kind of like i spotted that but i wa- i wanted more so like, you can't if you see collado's crashed as I said, it goes back to those replays, Ed. You need to you need to show us why we're not having an elimination that lap, and then explain.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I guess it, me and Pico have been in the exact same position as Jack and Dario, where we're just watching the screen. We can only see what other people see on the screen, and, so, and the timing screens as well. So we see someone dropping down the timing screens. If it's not shown on screen, we can only really speculate as to why they may have retired. So... So yeah, that's even without affecting like the elimination format that we now have, like you say. And uh, I, I agree with what you were saying about in terms of the, it, it all just goes back to the broadcast. And uh, I remember in the in the sim, in the the sim Simraces race, it was all focused on the action at the front. There was a great lead battle, I, which I, Joshua Rogers just passed uh, Peter Project for the lead at the end, which was quite exciting. But we didn't really see any of the um, elimination going on. We, I think they cut back once or twice but yeah, that we never really saw that so 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 I, I think I think more could have been done if if it was less exciting at the front, like it was an FE driver's race more couldn't be done to cut back.
0: Yeah, but just to sort of like wrap this bit up in terms of the actual race, like it was actually I thought it was a good race. Like Maximilian Gunther obviously winning, obviously taking advantage, but you know, he didn't even qualify. Um you you think he qualified fourth actually. Um, or, or third, I think it was third, but Cassidy overtook him going into turn one. I thought Cassidy was the star of the show, Jack. Like, he hes become—he was quick in Monaco, but he was super quick in Hong Kong. And, you know, he, he passed Verline, a little bit of argy-bargy down at turn two, um, but was pretty quick and, and pushed Gunther all the way. And, but Gunther got past him in that turn two with the argy-bargy um, with Pascal Verlin. It allowed Gunther through, but he stayed with Gunther for the majority of that race.
1: Well, yeah, with with that turn to overtake, when I was watching it, I thought, "Yeah, that's a little bit, it's a little bit too hard from uh, from Max Gunter to to, um, uh, to get in second place." Because um, the thing is, had that not happened, Nick Cassidy would have won, would have won the race, and so we'd effectively be getting rid of the driver who who won the Hong Kong, who won the Hong Kong, um, race at home challenge um, for. Um, for next week um but but yeah i think he did an absolutely super uh, uh, an absolutely stupendous job he was uh he was quick out he was quick out the gates um last week i think yeah, i think he got some point- uh, well he finished top 10 last week there were no points last week um and then saturday to get a um to get a podium was was f- was fantastic for him and it kind of proves that he deserves to be there but now Sam is apparently coming back for round three so we won't see much more of him. Unless we can shove him in the Sim Racers race. Because we have got Joel Erickson and, and we had Yanni Yunkadea um uh last week, so So, yeah, possibly.
0: Yeah, because obviously we saw some, as you said, we saw some racing drivers, obviously James Rossiter as well in the sim race. So it would be great because obviously he deserves to be in there. Like, he's he's probably one of the quickest drivers. And obviously with Sam Bird, we don't know if Sam Bird's going to be very quick. You know, Sam Bird might have similar issues because he's been saying that his internet connectivity has not been great. His internet connectivity might not be great going into next week and he might get disconnected, a bit like what happened to Lucas deGrassi and John Eric Verne. So, you know, that could happen and then all of a sudden Virgin have gone from having someone who who's racing and, and and fighting at the front to not having someone, fighting at the front. But maybe Cassidy might just enjoy the sleep because I think he's another one from New Zealand who's yeah. coming up waking up at three, four o'clock um in the morning, like Brendan Hartley, and he's like, you know what, lads, I've enjoyed it, but I prefer to sleep. But maybe maybe he'll be in the sim race um, as well. But so, obviously, going for winning, he was a great drive. And I think he's probably, him and Van Dorn Ed now are probably the person to beat. But Pascal Verline in his first race now probably shouldn't be surprised because I believe Pascal Verlein, you give that boy any sort of thing to race and he's quick at it. Like, I don't know how much sim racing he's done in the past, but I don't even know if he had a proper sim rig until Former E gave him this sim rig that they've got now. And He's straight on the pace as quick as van Dorn. as quick was fastest in practice was actually very disappointing in qualifying because um you know van Dorn was talking that you probably need a 185 and now they were running very close to the in practice very close to the sim races time i think um verlein's time was like a 50 59 2 or something like that it was very quick and they were all separated by a couple of temps like van Dorn did a 59 nine three. Uh, and going through, they were all there, but obviously they had one lap in qualifying, so they did lose about half a second. But Verlein lost a bit more. He just did uh, like a bat, just over a minute, I think. So he lost a lot of time, but still managed to qualify f- fairly high. But he was the fastest man in practice, so I'm pretty sure he has to become now a man to beat and a proper person that can challenge for this championship.
2: Yeah, I think you can't really rule Verline out, uh certainly. I think we haven't seen some of the best uh some of the other drivers, like uh, Mitch Evans, DaCosta of course spun at Hong Kong and so he couldn't really do very much after that. But uh, but yeah, I think Verline has been very impressive both in real cars and of course now in sim racing. So it'll be interesting to see uh if he can get that Mahindra onto the top step in a future race.
0: You know, you mentioned the Costa, and I just have a feeling, Jack, that you know, DaCosta does iRacing, and is very quick on iRacing, and maybe, you know, jumping from one sim game to another sim game can be quite difficult, you might not be as quick on one as the other, and I'm having a feeling now, DaCosta, who has been quite quick on iRacing, that maybe r Factor 2 just isn't his game, because even in the practice, he was about 15th, 14th, he wasn't up there. Um, he was much higher up in in Monaco. He was in the top five, but in practice, he was about fifteenth, fourteenth in practice when I when I was watching his stream. So I was like, maybe maybe R Factor Two might just not, not be, be his, his game. game.
1: Quite possibly, yeah. I yeah I know that uh, I know that some people don't do well game to game. I know that um in uh, in the Formula One world. Max Verstappen is uh, is refusing to do the um the F1 virtual races because he doesn't want to play F1 2019. So um so yeah I think uh, I think in terms of DaCosta, um he might be fantastic on iRacing, racing uh, but maybe transferring that over to um over to um i facts it's, it's just not working out right now we um but yeah i i I think it will come with time give it maybe a couple of weeks wherever wherever we're racing this this weekend he might be back up on the pace but um but we but we just don't know yet
0: no we don't not until so what I sort of want to sort of discuss now obviously we've got we don't know where we're racing basically for next week so this we've been fueling really fueling ed. Um, There's DLC, what's going to happen, are we going to be racing on more official Formula E tracks in our factor, are they going to come to the fans, is it going to be like a mini official game for Formula E, but you know last week they announced that we were racing Hong Kong which made sense because it was only Hong Kong left. They could go back to Monaco. There's nothing stopping them going back to Monaco. They could use this Leicester special that they did release. It's, it's sort of official, but it was sort of free. I don't know if it would, you know, if Formula e would want to race on that sort of track. Maybe they will. Um, but it is just a fictional track that they they've made, which they could use. But you know, do you see Formula E racing now on, you know, proper? Permanent tracks, maybe go to Valencia because that's in the game. Maybe go to Algarve, which they've been saying we can go to um, for you know actual racing to for sort of finish the season. Do you think they'll go to those sort of tracks, or do you think no, they're going to stick to their bread and butter of Formula E official tracks, and, and like every other series is pretty much doing, and then maybe we'll have to have a DLC for Formula E tracks very soon.
2: Well, it's interesting because the Leicester edition or whatever it's called the Leicester track, which I've seen a few races on in R Factor 2, it's basically been designed for the Formula E cars. And so there's lots of, there there are these sort of straights, but there's lots of chicanes and stuff. So it's built sort of like, uh, you would imagine a Formula E grade track would be built in terms of lots of places where you can regen and sort of save energy during really long races. But of course, that's not what this shorter 15 lap format is about. So that does open up uh, some, maybe some of the more permanent circuits like, I think Algarve and Valencia are probably quite likely to be on the calendar, if I'm honest, Jack. I, I think it's unlikely at this point. I think if there was going to be a DLC, they would have. you would think they would release it at the start of the championship, not midway through. So, to be honest, I, I, I can see them filling out the calendar with uh, permanent circuits. Much like <laughs> finishing off the real season once uh, the whole situation with the uh, pandemic eases up. Then I can imagine them doing the similar thing as well, funnily enough.
0: Yeah, but you mentioned just to sort of wrap this section up, Jack. That um, Ed mentioned that you know they might have not have got into the esports, and they might this might have happened really quickly. So, and they haven't really thought about releasing a DLC and making R Factor Two like its official game sort of. I'm not saying it's going to be their official game, but it's if you've got most of the tracks and the cars, it's it's very close to being their official game. So maybe they they hadn't thought about it. Then they thought, oh my, we have to do something now. But it's not going to be ready in time. It's okay. We'll start. We'll do this. And then by the time that you've sorted it out, and time we get there, you know, we might be able to release something.
1: Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I have it on on zero authority whatsoever, but I do reckon that they will, um, they will release a deal, uh, uh that they will have some sort of DLC this week with 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 the rest of the tracks or something. Because I think that's what Formula I think that's what Formula E will want to do. Yes, there's a chance we'll go to Valencia and and the Algarve, and I'd quite like to see and I'd quite like to see that. There are lots of tracks that I would like to see for Formula E race on. But um, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I strongly believe, and I'm not sure whether this is the this is the Eddie Jordan part in me because of the, or because <laughs> of all the whack shirts I usually wear. But um, but um, but yeah, I reckon that we will see. Um, uh, so something announced this week because the thing is, with with um uh, with Formula E, they are kind of always renowned to doing stuff quite last minute, um, and uh, and so yeah, uh, we we only heard about the esports of so like what a week before, um, we only heard something was happening about a week before they officially announced it, but but yeah, no, I'm I'm certain that we're going to see something over the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have been telling me to expect something, but I don't know how much they know, but maybe a lot of people are telling me that's what I'm being heard so far. So, last thing we've got to talk about um, is a little bit of breaking news, Ed, that Rome is going to stay on the calendar until 2025, which is great news. Shocked me a little bit at the timing, and I was worried that Rome, you know, because obviously Italy had been really affected by COVID-19 at this point, that maybe we might have to miss a season um, in Italy just to so they can get everything back to normal. But I think it's a really good sign from, from Rome to say, no, COVID-19 hasn't beaten us. W- you know, the mayor there really loves Formula E and it's, it's great to see that it's gonna be committed and stay on the calendar until 2025.
2: Yeah, that's uh, Virginia Raggi, who's, I think, the mayor of Rome at the moment. And uh, I remember she got a lot of criticism because there was rumors that Rome could have gone for an Olympic bid, and instead they went for a Formula E race. And she got a lot of criticism for that, but I think that decision was vindicated because Rome's a great event. It really shows as well that they've got a lot of faith in Rome to sort of uh, still be able to run the event uh, in a year's time, I think, which is quite uh, positive. Uh, So, yeah, I love seeing see the cars drive at Rome. I think you two have been to the Rome race, so uh, you, can probably, you can probably test that it's a great place to visit. So yeah, lots of positives from that. The only thing, the timing is a bit unfortunate, obviously, with the current situation, but I think that can't really be helped at the moment.
0: Yeah, Jack, it's, it, well, we were both there last year. It, it's, it's, amazing. it's an amazing circuit. I really like the circuit. It's got that wide openness, and then it's also got the tight, twisty things, which we where we saw the red flag um, last season, when, where they crashed. So it's got a bit of everything.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's a fantastic facility. Everything from everything from the fast downhill sweeps to um uh to uh to the tight section round around where around where the pits are. It was it was best week of my life in two thousand eighteen when I went as I went to Formula E as media for the first time, and it was so much fun. Um, so yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm very happy that we're going back to Rome because it's a great circuit. And, yeah, fingers crossed that everything clears up so we can be back there in April 2021.
0: Perfect. Right, boys, we've sort of running out of time, slowly running out of time, so I just want to say a massive thank you for coming on the show.
2: Thank you. Oh, no worries, Jack. And I have to say, I think you guys are both clutching at straws with this DLC, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing is it makes sense. It makes sense if they want to race on official tracks. Look at IndyCar, look at, you know, they're racing on on all their official tracks. They're basically doing the calendar as what, you know, it would have been for example. So, I don't think it's out of question and I don't know if Formula really 1 want to race on, you know, actual circuits to sort of, you know, cause it to have that comparison of lap times even though it's a simulated game, but it also you're still if you go to into Lagos, for example, you're still, people will compare a Formula One car around there to a, to a, to a Formula E car. Maybe they just still don't want that comparison, Jack. But apart from that, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll
1: have to see. We'll have to see.
0: Right. So thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, please remember if you're really enjoying the content to like and subscribe and we will see you tomorrow for some more Formula Reaction. Goodbye.